You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kapow the Pop Cultured Podcast. My name's Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Guys, I'm, I'm not saying that COVID's over or anything. I'm I'm saying that this is the first year I'm actually planning things for the year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do some stuff this year. Nothing crazy. Just back to the same old stuff, but Yeah, I mentioned I don't know if I mentioned on the show, but I mentioned to you guys that we have um we have a couple tickets to a comedy show in Columbus here in April. So, not that I you know, it's not like we're hermits and we've been totally locked down or anything, right. but but, uh, it's Who certainly, you see? uh, Burt Kreischer. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly nice to have things on the horizon to look yes. forward to. That's exactly what, once I started booking these things now, I'm like, I, I don't know. What's that? Is it hope? Is that what I'm feeling? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's anticipation, but it's almost like hope for a, a some something to look forward to. I don't know. I, I yeah. But I I uh, I've got three things lined up this year so far. Yep. Got my Gen Con tickets for August. Mm-hmm. My vacation, you know, charted out for that, and hopefully, in all these situations, hopefully everything is going good at that time. Um, but yeah, Gen Con, uh, and it, it does sound though that a lot of people have the same feeling as me. Cause they, after I booked my hotel, they were, it was just like within an hour, I got an email saying everything's booked. Sorry. You know, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm glad I got our room. Um, and I got, you know, I'm going to surprise Nick with, he doesn't, listen to the podcast um I surprised my son with some uh nine inch nails tickets we i booked they're coming to cleveland this mm-hmm. isn't a big tour like i'm we're so lucky that they're freaking coming in the area but i went in 2014 told you guys and they, uh he's been giving me hell ever since that i didn't take him so he's gonna love that we got tickets to blossom amphitheater so it's still like an outdoorish venue and yeah got some pretty good seats for that so excited to go see nine snails and then uh just uh yesterday a buddy of mine eric uh said take the take this day off in may we're going to see an evening with neil gaiman in cleveland at some theater i was like okay that sounds good <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, I would listen. He'll to read it. you lullabies in his yeah, lovely basically, British accent. I hope. I hope it's. <laughs> I hope that's it. Oh, you know, he just reads me some Norse lullaby or something. You know, <laughs> um, 
I'm into it. So I got three things I'm really looking forward to. All of this. Nice. So yeah, I might find something else. So plus I, the Galactic Star Cruiser you're gonna get Galactic there. Star Cruiser. I may I may watch another video. <laughs> <laughs> We're all looking through the porthole on that one. We're, yeah. not, we're not there. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah, but there's there's stuff on the horizon. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, oh man, I have been. It's, it, I know it's the time of year. Most of it's just, you know, we're in that part of Christmas between Christmas and when it gets, whenever it decides to get warm again. And I feel like I can go do something, but you know, I, I think we've all handled the, the, the pandemic pretty well, but personally, like I have just been like over it. <laughs> like, I mean, we, we've went to, you know, my daughter's in volleyball season right now. So we've, we've had tournaments sporadically, you know, at least gets us out for a day. But yeah, I, I felt the same way just here lately in the last couple of weeks, especially I've just been like, I am, I think finally I'm, I'm just over it. I'm tired of it. We'll let COVID now. Right. We're over it. And Stop in it. fact, I did the same thing. I was sitting at work the other day and I was just like, I just feel like my mood is terrible. I feel crappy. So mm. I was sitting there. I was like, I am just, I'm just going to book a Disney trip. Oh yeah. So did you, I did. I booked a when trip for the, I just picked a random week in, in the fall in November and I was like, I'm just going to put my deposit down. And, uh, cause I had a feel. well, first of all, I had a feeling prices normally go up this time of year and they hadn't yet. So I was like, right. I was like, eh, maybe I'll just, you know, put some money down, book a trip and then, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll go when we go. But, um, we is can that, always... is it, you, you cruising. This is a star cruiser. No, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> no star cruiser. Okay. Uh, uh, but uh, so I did that, and um, sure enough, the next day, got up the next day, got to work and saw Disney's raising ticket prices. And I was like, well, I guess I guessed that one okay. And wow. sure enough, I looked up there, tickets went up a couple hundred dollars for each person for a week, and I was just like, well, glad I booked. <laughs> it's starting to look like a pipe dream of ever going back there. Like, I just... You just got to do what I did, just book it. Yeah. Just book, pick a random date, and then like we, like we were just saying off air, set a deadline, <laughs> and then that way you go. So I just talked to. I'll, I'll stick to these smaller things. <laughs> well, I just uh, I just messaged with uh, with uh, patron Justin Lowe just a little while ago, mm-hmm. and uh, he mentioned that he he hit his hundred uh, day marker for their next trip. So they're a hundred mm. days out right now, as of today. So now, surely he is going to go star cruising. No, what? Not, not yet. Not that I know of. He's uh, he he's DVC. He's he's using his points. He hasn't went in two and a half years. Yeah, this is probably the longest in his mm-hmm. adult life. He's not <laughs> between trips. Yeah, this is the, they've been planning this trip now for like. God, I forever. don't know how. I I wasn't sure how big. He's how big of a Star Wars fan is he? I don't feel I'm like sure. I've seen him yeah, go crazy. Sure he'd, he'd like to go. Yeah. Well, he was he was watching uh, vlogs and videos on YouTube. Yeah. So just the same that, as we that were. may that may be all we need just uh, just some videos. 
Oh, they had. I will say this. I saw they had. I watched them do it. They had green and blue milk on tap in the Star Cruiser, and they were making suicides. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. I'm all in. <laughs> they were not off Can't the choose between Empire and Rebellion. Can't choose between blue and green. Yeah. They weren't straight from the teeth, but they were on tap freaking yeah. blue and green milk. So what who knows? I, I this summer something. I might go crazy and go next door for a taco. I don't you know what? We all might Oh man, go crazy. Letting our hair down. I'm just gonna randomly walk into other people's houses <laughs> for a little adventure. <laughs> um till then we're still home watching stuff, so right. you've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Live from New York it's Saturday night Marsha, Marsha, Marsha! Yo. Yo, so come on, yo, don't want coming, man. I'm Prison Mike. You know why they call me Prison Mike? <laughs> Davis, please sit down. Are you threatening me? I am Cornholio. First sign of youngsters going wrong, you got to nip it in the bud. Nip it. And I'm sitting there with Woody, and uh, I say, I turn to him and I go, uh, boy, these pretzels are making me thirsty. Picture it, Sicily, 1939. Sure. Sure. And if Cliff really loved this finale, he I, was buzzing. I just enjoyed the entire show a lot more than I than I had planned. <laughs> I I I. It was good. Yeah. I thought it's it started better than finished. Like I, I liked it better at the beginning, and eventually I was found I was on my phone a lot. Mm. But it, but it was good. So yeah. Go off on it. No, I, I really enjoyed it. I was excited about James Gunn, but it was just it was John Cena and Peacemaker that wasn't <clears throat> doing it for me, you know, be, after seeing the Suicide Squad movie. So, and, and we weren't, you know, it was just going to be Peacemaker. We were getting, uh, uh, you know, his, his team wasn't anybody that was really notable, no famous characters other than v- Vigilante, who, you know, let's face it, how many... Uh, how many? I've never heard of them. Right. <laughs> so, you know that 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 was fine. Um, but overall, yeah, I thought I really liked. You know, I saw some criticism. I still J- sing James that Gunn's. freaking theme song. Oh, that that's... weeks later, just like every once in a while, I'm like, why am I singing this? Like, where yeah. am I hearing this? I skipped the. <laughs> I mean, it is an earworm. Yeah, it really is. Um... Or a butterfly. Yes, it is a brain butterfly. (laughs) No, um, but I thought everybody was in. I'll just be sitting there sucking some honey out of a jar and (laughs) wondering why do I have this song in my head? (laughs) 
So I, I, I just enjoyed the show. I thought it was, uh, I didn't feel like there was a lot of filler in it as far as the episodes went. Like they all kind of worked for me. It moved the story mostly along. Um, you know, it had feel good moments in it. You know, the, the famous, you know, when they're in the van playing the music and take the little picture, like we I mean, had sweet little moments that you would ex- expect, yeah. I guess from it's yeah, that's the good, good. That's the, stuff. I did not expect that. Yeah. I, I, I had a conversation with a customer. Uh, it was maybe two or three episodes into it. And we were talking about how good it was and how much we liked it. And I said, well, you know, it's not going to do the Marvel style. I was like, this is way is going to be way more cynical. I said this won't be the warm fuzzy. You know, everybody gets warm and fuzzy, and it's a found family like Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. where everyone, you know, they really need each other. I was like, it's not. It's going to laugh at that kind of thing. I was like, nope. But by the end, that it had proven me wrong. Like yeah. it was, yeah. it was dark and cynical, but also it was that's that just sort James Gunn. Yeah, it. that's the James yeah, Gunn thing. James. And I didn't think he could do it with these characters. These murderous awful characters that you know you really shouldn't like who like they're not trying to make john cena likable he is a dumb loudmouth bully but then you do feel like they gave him that tragic origin and you saw his struggle with trying to connect to other people and like i i I was blown away by how much i cared about these characters by the end not ever expecting to it's like all right well done yeah yeah i agree yeah i i was impressed that you know probably just because i've seen so many of those cw shows which at one point they'll look great the next moment they you know it looks <laughs> the effects are terrible or it looks like some cheap shot or something um but i felt like they really spent the money on <laughs> on this one to where it it you know i it did not nothing really took me out of it so it all looked real enough or believable enough. Even the giant cow thing um, was, you know, it, it, it just didn't remove me out of what I, I wasn't in my phone. So, um, of course, amazing soundtrack we would expect with James Gunn. Like we said, the theme is uh, he picked a banger, guys. <laughs> so... Um, but everybody else, you know, was good enough that I took an interest in those characters too. Um, for just being, you know, a couple of them just being throwaway characters in the scene in Suicide Squad. And then I, I liked the ending enough. I thought it it, gave, it had a little twist to it there. Spoilers for Peacemaker if you haven't seen it yet, but had a little twist at the ending of, of, uh, um, her having cameo the, the press conference and exposing i'm like did they just blow up the suicide squad franchise i'm like what happened right. <laughs> so yeah that ha- that will have repercussions and whatever they do next yeah you know. yeah exactly yeah i thought the humor was great you know the the raccoon tied to the helmet and like the they and cut to him with scratches all over his face like <laughs> perfect perfect joke <laughs> But then the act, you know, they didn't skimp on the action. I love the the jailbreak scene of you know, you know the police station, the, the bugs swarming, and they go into the prison. And then that final fight scene where they bring the theme song back. Yeah. And they, they they have the fight scene set to the theme song. So yeah, I, the action, the comedy, the heart, it all worked for me. So I, I said for a show, I was you know was low on my list of expectations. Not a character I was really in love with or something I was really looking forward to. I I thought it pulled it off really well. 
and then of course had a ton of buzz for the that ending cameo yes uh, joke button at the end there yeah i mean and i did not expect that no because by after this many episodes i mean it was pretty clear that we weren't going to have you know any big superman cameo or anything and then boom at the very end i was just like man that was that was pretty good and we need that was uh, good we need more judo master (laughs) (laughs) if anybody's the breakout character in this thing it's got to be judo master So, but yeah, so master's yeah, been the, wanting more to do a master for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but then the whole thing hinging on, you know, they gave him a choice, mm-hmm. and he yep. wh- he does what he does because he doesn't want him to hurt his friends. And it's like that wh- when this show started, like episode one, I would never have thought that's what you know it would have an emotional payoff like that of like, you know, he's not he's fighting for other people and you know that's just yeah kudos <laughs> not just peace do either of you guys have uh the apple plus apple tv plus i do you do did you watch any of the severance i haven't watched anything on there <laughs> why do you have to? ted lasso <laughs> it's it was we got a year free this is not ted lasso it's the opposite of Ted Lasso. Um, well, I watched the, the third episode came out today. They dropped two the first week and then one today, so I'm assuming it's going to be weekly here on out. I, I, when you mentioned that in the in the text, I didn't even know what it was. Yeah, I I've not heard anything about this. It's uh, Adam Scott and John Turturro and a uh, bunch of people. Um. Patricia Arquette. Most of the episodes are directed by Ben Stiller, and he he did that Escape from Dana Mora that was on Showtime. That was so good. You watched that, didn't you? I really loved that show. It had Benicio del Toro, and yeah, I think I had show, I had Showtime at that point, but didn't. Watch oh, it was so good. <laughs> it was really it was a really good show. Nobody watched it, but it was really good. So if you ever get Showtime again, randomly. Um, Anyway, this is, uh, I'm just going to tell you, you find out in the part, you know, most of the way through the first episode, what the conceit is, but it is anyone that doesn't want to know if you're going to watch the show, you know, maybe skip this, but uh, if you're still needing push to watch it, this is kind of the concept of the show is and it's kind of weird. You don't know, understand what's going on, but they're at work in, in this, uh, the same deal with like Loki where everything is like the computers they're using are the old green mm-hmm. text on black screen. Oh, I remember that. Well. What are that retro <clears throat> 17 crap. colors of green. It's just that everybody, this is the stylized version of every weird office show now but they uh but anyway they there's some girl that's very confused by what's going on but the the concept is there is a thing called severance where you that this company has signed up for where you sever yourself your work self from your home self in your mind 
basically. And we don't, I, I've only watched their episodes. Not everything has been revealed, but basically you don't, your work self doesn't know anything that's going on at home in your home self, vice versa, but you're in the same body. You just leave. Mm-hmm. And like this girl tries to leave and went, and she walks and when she walks out the door, she's coming right back in it and it freaks her out. She's like, I was trying to leave you home. Like you did, you're back. You know? <laughs> it's like show it shows you some of both sides, but it's like very you soon realize that that is a as cool as that sounds to your outside self. It's yeah. a nightmare for your work self. <laughs> you never stop working. So it's a it's pretty dark but interesting as things are slowly revealed and see how people are amusing themselves at work when there there is no respite from it you know well it's interesting it's interesting yeah, it feels very black mirror it is extremely a series made out of a black mirror concept mm-hmm. so that's definitely the feel i got right away um i'm i'm digging it so far uh i uh I'll, I'll definitely ride it out here but it's getting rave reviews from people that from that have seen the whole series reviewers but so it definitely makes me want to stick with it it's it's pretty dark you're trying to figure out what 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 the heck's going on but you can request you can request to quit like the girl immediately is like well i quit but your outside self has to agree to it. <laughs> hmm. They're loving it. Um, so, what else? What are you guys watching? Uh, I I finally caught up on this. This is us. Oh yes, uh, yesterday final final season. Final season. Cliff um, and I are big fans of this. This have is been, us. Have been. Um, a little disappointing this so far this year. It's I just... yeah I'm I'm not liking it. It's fine, but mm-hmm. I not much of those uh, big reveals or anything. Or well, know. we've we've gotten to the point where there's only so many things that can happen to these families, and I feel like a lot of it we've covered like two or three times. <laughs> like we know that Toby and and uh, Kate. Yeah, get divorced. We know, you know that um, what happens with uh, with um, what's the mom's name? Rebecca. Rebecca. Yeah, we know. You know that she passes away. We like. I just feel like it's a good time to end it. Um, but uh, they may have something else up their sleeve. But I would think if I was these people, I would have been packing the writer's room to make this last season really pay off. And they're not doing that. Like, well, I, I noticed they recast some of the, the young kids just, you know, because they've, those kids have grown and, uh, that threw me off an episode there before I got used to it. Um, a couple good things I did like, um, the storyline with Deja I've enjoyed, um, Mm. her growing up, this was the adopted daughter and Randall struggling mm. with, um, you know, with, with her becoming an adult and having, you know, a serious relationship and all that like that. Yeah. I can relate a little bit to that. Um, and there was an episode where spoilers, um, 
Jack's mom dies. And I thought that was a really good episode. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, you know, it was, it was pretty emotional just because of, you know, it's a show I've watched for several yeah. years now. And, and that's a character that really hasn't been explored. And like, we, you know, we knew that he, she was in. The that's the stuff I want to see though. But I don't feel like these last few have had. They haven't. Things like that. It's just all about the, uh, what's his name? And the girl was dating the other guy. Kevin. Which I can't. Yeah. yeah it's all yeah. about Kevin and yeah. her. And I do. It's like, okay, that's, I like everybody on the show. It's just like, and yeah. enough of that. That's not interesting. That's like a normal show. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, come right. on, do some of this back and forth stuff. That's what we want. Yeah, definitely. So I, I really enjoyed that episode of him going back um, and discovering this life she had after he, you know, he was the one that got her away from her husband, from his dad. And, and, mm. and you know, they were, yeah. lived their life scared of him, that type of thing. That was a good episode. I um, wanted to see some flashback to her making him corn sandwiches or something. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I've enjoyed Randall. Yeah, <laughs> Randall, I've enjoyed the uh, the the Uncle Nicky stuff too. Like, I yeah, was, that was a good. I was, that was pretty good. Yeah, when when they, you know, he's obsessed over this this. That was see that was love. A, that was something. Yeah, and I thought that was that was, that really was so the I the 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 season started out decent. Yes, it's these it's, last two or three episodes that are or something. I don't know when it came back. It took a few weeks off where it came back this mm-hmm. week. And I, I got excited and I was like, nope, it was yeah. nothing. It was the yeah. worst episode of the season. I yeah, thought. it's been very hit or miss. But, but yeah, I was happy to get, because I was weeks behind. I, I had to take an afternoon to get caught back up with that one. Um, so Ooh. I did watch that. So I'm glad we got to talk about that before it's yeah. all you know said and done. Um, I'm sure it's a show I really enjoyed. I'm sure when it's wrapped up that, you know, I'll miss it for a little bit before something else comes along. So. And what else is in its final season? What? The Walking Dead. Oh my God! What's been happening? <laughs> it's oh back man. again. Oh my God! Read to I me. I can't. I can't even explain it. But uh... do it in a lullaby form. <laughs> <laughs> so the fi- this this final season they've stretched out into twenty four episodes. Oh yeah! Wow. So they they're doing three sections of eight. So we've already had the first eight. So the second eight just started. Mm. So we're in the middle. I understand, man. The middle of the final season, gotcha. but there's still like 16 episodes to get here. So we're getting in the middle. So I've seen people, at least online or people I've chatted with at the shop, who've said, oh, "I might check it out before it." You know, people who everyone mm. watched it at the beginning, mm-hmm. and I ha- I feel like people were saying they'll come back to it just to see how it ends, but I don't know that I've really seen any evidence of that. So I, I don't know if people have hopped back on quite yet. But I, I could I, see I'm the draw there, if I, like you know. Not everybody has some it's just story time. Them, you know, they might want to check back in and see what Daryl's doing. But right. But apparently, when the when the first set of the the final season aired, it was the top launch viewership ever on AMC Plus. It was the the biggest week of signups they had that year. For, for that cert because you get to you get the episodes a week early so mm. the show still has some kind of draw like it got people to sign up for amc plus so i don't know the numbers will never be that record-breaking heights that they were but there, there's still some cachet there for people but yeah it's 
they this one just kind of reset things that they're famous for. They kind of wrapped up all their dangling plot lines in one episode, and they're like, and eh, now for some new stuff. There's this whole thing with the Reapers, this other group of kind of bandits that were running around, and they uh, this girl that Daryl had known for some time had fallen in with them, and that was a whole thing, and now it's over. <laughs> and maggie and uh negan were still having it out mm. and and he said he realizes we're never going to be cool you're never going to not want to kill me so i'm leaving so negan leaves the group and then the episode ends uh because eugene and his little crew the princess and a lot of people had gone to the mm. commonwealth who are the people in the like the stormtrooper outfits yep, and yep. you know they they've got a whole giant community of millions of people and electricity and restaurants and you know they've they've kind of figured millions? out i that that's what they've hinted at wow there's, there's lot, you know it's a very large uh area but there might be something rotten underneath i don't know mm. but uh so eugene and his group got processed into the commonwealth and are kind of figuring out what's going on so at the end of this premiere episode Eugene comes back to Alexandria with this group of people in these you know, stormtrooper yeah. outfits. He's like, "Hey, I, uh, hey, don't don't shoot! They're they're friends." And so he has brought the Commonwealth to them, and the the guy comes out and says, "Hey, you got a choice. You want to come? You know, we'll help you set up Alexandria and make it self sustaining, or you can come hang out out with us at the Commonwealth." Boom! Black screen. Six months later, and it shows a group at Hilltop. Yeah, who look kind of ragged, and Maggie's at the top of the wall, like ready to fight. And these group of Commonwealth people come up. One of them takes his helmet off, and it's Daryl. Daryl's in the stormtrooper outfit. So Whoa. we've jumped six months, and some of the survivors have gone to the Commonwealth, and some have stayed behind and done their own thing. So that's where they've they've drawn this. The, these final episodes will be this schism between yeah. the, the the survivors we've known and loved. So. Could get interesting. I always, I always hold out hope for this show to get interesting. Yeah. And I'll someday I won't be disappointed. Yeah. Well, that's. I'm willing to invest five minutes every, you know, month for you to tell me what happened. <laughs> that sounds like a great reveal. I remember the. I remember those issues. You know that those three different locations, mm. having to figure it out. Good stuff. It's not that long ago in comic for, form that you know they really going it, through it. It feels like makes me it does make me curious how 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 they'll end it. Like yeah, considering how closely they are kind of following the comics. Well, that like Judith has the cowboy hat and all that now, right? Like yeah, yeah, they've definitely focused more on Judith and yeah. Feels like forever ago that we started talking about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's, what's a banger every week. Mm. Cliff knows. Mm-hmm. Cliff knows what's up. <laughs> Euphoria. <laughs> Amazing. Right, have we at all intrigued you yet? Not Ooh. really. I, uh, Maude Apatow was on, uh, Seth Meyers at some yeah, point this great. week. And they shared a clip of this, uh, high school play she was in and she was oh. telling stories about when she was in drama class in high school and how serious she took it and she just seemed very delightful she seemed she like a, she seemed mm. like a delightful young lady 
Yeah, I really She's like her. Her character's been kind of in the background these first two seasons. So if uh, this is a show about a bunch of nice, delightful young ladies, I think I could just, watch it. It is. It's a, It's so delightful. <laughs> it's... I mean, you just, I, honestly, we're all just riding the razor's edge until the guy running the show gets canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Levinson is his name. I looked, looked up, I'm like, whoever is running the show is just freaking running the razor's edge. Where he is, He's got it on red line, and any moment now, they're going to be like, there's going to be some expose. <laughs> Yeah. About how he made these people do all this stuff. Like, yeah. But it's so good. We need to talk about Euphoria. Yeah. <laughs> we do. This, I, I can't get over how good it is and how each episode can be a different form of good. Like, yeah. Just they're crazily different episodes. And just like this last, this, this penultimate episode of the second season is incredible it's incredible <laughs> and it's this play that Maude Apatow's character has put together and starred in and and everything directed and it yeah. is the most incredible high school play that could ever possibly it's amazing totally un you know could ever be imagined which I... is what this show is it's like hyper everything is the show which it's, you know it's great it's like we thought that's what riverdale was no no this is this is hyper craziness you know only i don't i don't even know how to explain it but this play you have to get to that you have to watch this play like it pays off it so pays off you it's like everything you've seen up to this point she makes a play about it and just exposes everyone in the audience and they so they end up loving it basically at points and hating it others. And some people can't take the heat and some people can. And, you know, climaxes in this locker room <clears throat> dance number to holding out for a hero that is just amazing. Rue's just like, reaction. That reaction shot. Was, uh, I was like, that is the best shot of the entire show. Just yeah. that. <laughs> just yeah, that look she gives was so perfect that scene gets better and better it's like whoever choreographed that is just like it's amazing anyway we know that from previews that the final episode the play is not over yeah. there's more play <laughs> to come like i can't wait for this finale like it's oh it's one of my favorite shows that i mean when I know there's a euphoria episode. I'm like, this is it. Yeah. This is going to be great. You know, it's... it was it was funny because <clears throat> my wife, uh, my wife, uh, she watched it first before I had seen it. Yeah, and I, uh, I don't know. She was in the kitchen or something. Come in, and I, I had it on one night, the other night, and uh, she's like, "Oh, yeah." I was like, "What?" I was like, "This." episode is so good she goes yeah i didn't care for it much and she loves this show and i was like what are you talking about she was just like yeah i don't know it, it just kind of lost steam and I, I got bored with it and i was like 
Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the reaction. It's the best. I, I think it's the best episode yet. I do too. I, oh my I, gosh. I, I, as soon as I finished it, I immediately, you know, was talking to you guys on the, on the messenger. I was just like, I can't believe how good this was. I was having so much fun along with them. It was so, so neat. It's like that all these, first off, it's just that in reality, none of this would happen. Like, yeah. There's no there's no high school that's going to have all these guys in this play doing this no, number. No. And and yet I love the the in this reality you have all these guys willing to do that. But only one guy in the play, you know, the main guy in that scene plays every male character in the play. Mm-hmm. He plays all they have all these other guys. <laughs> they don't use any of them. Only he for this every, number. He plays every male character in the play, and it, which is amazing because you know I don't I don't know it's it's so funny what storylines they dropped off, what once they are using yeah. and and I, I, honestly, and I, again to call this guy out, I feel like you get more scenes if you're the ones that wear wear the least clothes mm-hmm. or who's willing to get n- naked. Yeah. Okay, you are you're you're the part of the show. Um, <laughs> It's this guy's going down. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I will say the only the re, the press he is getting is most of the actresses are saying when he will just be like, okay, now now Mika Kelly came out and said mm. she shows up. Yeah, and, that really surprised me. I was like, holy cow, what is she doing yeah. in this show? Well, she basically shows up as an older, you know, an older version that one of girl Maddie. See, yeah, older. Let her see what she's going to be like someday. But uh, at one point she was asked to get naked and like so undress in front of her, you know, in front mm. of this Maddie or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, and instead she was just like, how about I just ask her to unzip me? Right. And, and which is what was in the show. Yeah, that's what and, it, and, it, and so basically everyone's comment is he asked us all to get naked, <laughs> but we don't have to. And if we, you know, he immediately is like oh okay you know you know okay that's fine we'll just do that then he's not gonna make them do anything yeah but but yeah you know, but if you want <laughs> a lot of screen time there are some <sighs> scenes that are a little uncomfortable like oh, yes. it's like it's like why is that guy dressing that girl in this last it was just like that there's no need for that scene. like it doesn't even it's it's a dream and stuff. I think I don't I don't even know half the show's a dream. I you know who knows what's going on. It's it's ridiculous, but it's great. It's a great show. Yeah. So I was going to ask you because I meant to ask my wife when we were talking about it the other night. Like, there's a lot of characters, but yeah. who who is kind of your favorite? What is your favorite? Like when they come on screen, like oh, oh this is going to be good. Well, at times it's Sydney Sweeney, whatever okay. Cassie's on screen, but that's just yeah, whatever. But the uh, no, I, I I mean I like Matt, Maud Apatow and Fez. You know, well, that, Fezco is obviously going to be the fan. I he's think the, the favorite fan. character. Yeah. Like yeah. he's just like because he is the most likable character. Mm-hmm. That guy, that actor, the cadence he he talks in. It, and the way he talks and says the most innocent things when he is in <laughs> and when he is entrenched in, in drug, illegal in things, <laughs> he is also the most lovable character yeah. who's had the worst backstory 
and has a sidekick who basically is oh. what's judo master <laughs> 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 and it, and he his is like so much more grown up than fez he's yeah. like so ready to just murder everybody oh, every like, time ashtray comes on on screen he's the <laughs> that's one. his I'm name like, yeah, ashtray, ashtray. I, i'm like it is like bizarro riverdale <laughs> it's just right it's just they they're lug nut ashtray <laughs> we, we've got it all but yeah it's I, great. I i i don't know i love it i can't wait to see how this season wraps up and see yeah. where we go from here like i think they nailed it this season i, I don't mean, know how you top it i don't know i don't either i've run it off a cliff right here just <laughs> do it just do it do it all that wasn't the that wasn't the only gratuitous nudity on tv this week hulu had plenty of it oh yeah pam and some- tommy are you, are you guys you're all caught up i'm all caught up yeah i'm okay. caught up i'm not there yet but i'm the i'm not gonna spoil it but the the latest episode which probably all you haven't seen is is kind of it's just like pam centric episode okay you know it just kind of follows her and her frustrations but um it's a i think it's, fine I think it's supposed to be eight episodes total like I, yeah how, I think what that's is what i saw what are they gonna drag out for eight yeah. episodes what well, well, two episodes in you're like yeah. Okay, you've expended the story. <laughs> That's what I thought too. My wife kept t- my wife my wife keeps telling me, "Oh, it's going to take a turn. It's going to take a female centric turn." And I'm like, "What are you talking like <laughs> I have no idea what's what they could possibly have left in the show." Yeah. So, so this is Lily James as Pamela Anderson. You would know from the Cinderella live action movie, right? I did not know yeah, that. Is that what you know her from? I did not put that yeah. together. Was it Cinderella? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I I think of her as uh, Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Downton Abbey. Yeah. And Sebastian Stan, Bucky himself, Winter Soldier, as Tommy Lee. He's a Tommy Lee, Lee, Mark Hamill lookalike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is both too short to be a stormtrooper and Tommy Lee. That... <laughs> I had because that, that is too. the biggest thing that bugs yeah. me about this show is that Tommy Lee is, is too short to be yeah. Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee is freaking tall as hell. Yeah. And it, and most people wouldn't go bother at all, but knowing that throws me off. Yeah, Andy, it threw me off too because Andy plays him like an idiot. He's not an idiot. Yeah, I what <laughs> that, I, yeah. I like like I like his manic energy and his yeah. his craziness and how how you know how off kilter he is but it's like he can't no human being can be like that 24 hours a day i know drugs are involved but you can't you can't you can't keep that up for sure yeah it's a bit much yeah i thought it was very odd the first episode they're barely in the first episode focuses almost entirely on seth rogan mm-hmm. and nick offerman as the guy who stole this famous tape and it's like, oh, are we focusing more on that side of things? And then the second episode is back. So I'm like, that's a weird way to frame this. Like, it's a show about Pam and Tommy, and we're gonna wait to show them. So, I, yeah, it's it's taken some interesting or uh, unexpected uh, turns, I guess. But yeah, I, I was more interested in the schlub, you know, the schlub trying to sell the tape. Like that was an yeah. interesting story. Yeah, I agree. Thought, but, but yeah, I, I like you said, this last one is the first time I kind of felt. You, know, you feel, you know, Pam's, uh, you know, 
she's not okay with this and tommy's had more of it it's just kind of washing off him like whatever but this yeah. is causing her more distress so th- there might be a some <laughs> feminine uh femininity uh what do you call it yeah yeah feminist yeah, streak in um, here but i don't know the little things that always fascinate me the n- nostalgia of it like when they're nobody knows what the internet is and then when, mm. every time they show somebody using the internet like just it takes forever and oh, I'm yeah. just like, i remember I was, those days yeah i was sitting there like oh my wow. god i totally forgot how long everything took to load <laughs> but um i don't I, I don't know the story was first few episodes i thought was pretty good um i thought they were fine as far as the yeah. actors in it's, it it's one i will definitely watch all the way through but i yeah, I'm never in any hurry to get to it. Yeah, I I see the difficulty it would be trying to cast those parts. Like as far as well, just they like, nailed nailed it. As far as I don't think they could have done better as I far as casting. It. I just don't think he plays Tom. He was he's playing Tommy Lee realistically it's a caricature of a rock star and i've everyone has come out like they've both distances distanced themselves from it Mm -hmm. pam said she would have no involvement with it i've seen people come out like this was a total fabrication like members of motley Crue have said this is a joke we never met third eye blind like like it's it doesn't feel like it's yeah yeah, the show is 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 elevated for drama effect and like everyone's coming out like this didn't really happen it's like yeah no, I don't think anyone's taking this as the gospel truth. No, I also know, re- but I also remember that that god awful uh, movie they did, that biopic they did for Netflix a few years, The Dirt, a few years ago, and how terrible it was. And I'm like, yeah, but you guys were totally approved and were involved in this one, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> well, the biggest thing is. Uh, she does a good job. She's a well, she's excellent. the The main attraction is that they could not have done better finding someone to look and act like Pamela Anderson. It, it's amazing. It's yeah. uncanny for a lot of it, and and I would say the same thing about Jason Mantzoukas. <laughs> who provided the voice? So. Yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> those were some, those were some close up shots per- perfect yeah. casting yeah yep <clears throat> yeah what else we got well I thought it was the most anticlimactic of all the big brother I've watched in my long history with that mm. show I thought that ending of celebrity big brother was pretty uh, settled I almost long ago I almost said a couple weeks ago that Misha was guaranteed to win and because there's there's nobody he was going to go up against at the end and win like they were all going to hate him by the end I wondered if that came as a surprise to him that everyone in the house ended up hating Todrick by the end of the show well the one thing was he shocked by that or was that like yeah that uh he no a lot of the he 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 thought that he had a chance because a lot of them leaving the house were saying he did the best job. And honestly, in a normal season, he would have been okay. But Celebrity Big Brother, they go home and still have access to the internet. So he's screwed. Like, they're not sequestered. They're going to go home, find out he was a butthole, and 
then he they would hate him because I lost. I personally, I lost all sympathy for him by the end of the way he yeah sniped at people and like I, I don't like Chris Kirkpatrick. Like you're you've you've Bringing shamed your son, son or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's like so, what are you doing? It's all this stuff that yeah. If you give anybody advice going into the Big Brother house, it's like uh, don't be nasty. Don't be. There's no no reason for you to go in there and be awful to people. It's never going to get you anywhere in the end. Just go go in there and be it. nice. Don't tell people you're a good person. Try to be a good person. <laughs> and uh, that that guy was just a, a mess. And plus he did things that, they, that he would say things in there that just made the internet crazy. He He's big on Cameo. And he, I can't believe he said this. He was telling somebody else in there because that was not on Cameo. And he was telling him how much money you could make doing cameos. And he said, and you don't even have to do anything special. He's like, I do the same thing every time. They think they all think it's special. He goes, but I just use not name anymore. Say, yeah. And he just, li- and he said the message that he does that everybody pays for and that he does for every single person. And it's like you just said that and everybody saw that. Like yeah. you're an idiot. He's a he's an idiot. <laughs> so it's wow. it's I'm glad yeah, he, was he was yeah, he was the... painted as like the mastermind who knew the the show. It's like he didn't seem Yeah, I, I feel knew, like Misha was... ran Misha got him yeah. the whole way. So Yeah, but you know, he was smart enough to attach himself to the right person. He did know how to play the game to get there and he did, but he's like Russell Hanson, survivor. You get you can get to the end, but you have to be able to win. Your the jury has to like you at the end and want to feel good about giving you the win. And he did not do that. Plus, he made. I mean, ever since then, he's been exposed. There's the hashtag Todrick exposed. Like people, all these dancers. He he hasn't paid. All this stuff. They're just like exposing him for being an awful person. But anyway. I'm sure he's not all that bad. He just has been, all his faults have been displayed in front of everyone. He signed up for it. Welcome to the internet. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to the internet. Take a look inside. Um, Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was the worst of celebrity seasons. It was probably one of the worst of any form of Big Brother we've ever seen. And I've already moved on to Big Brother Canada. Oh, Canada. That'll be It'll be the 10th, 10th season's about to start. (laughs) That's <laughs> a great, great show. In fact, one of the Star Wars things that uh, setups they were showing for this galactic stuff is basically what the Big Brother Canada house has always looked like. It's like, mm. what? Where have you been? <laughs> They've been living in style up there, Big Brother Canada. Do they? Do they not have like a different house every time? It's the same house, but they redecorate it every time. No, oh, okay, I didn't. It, yeah. Like the one the one in California that they use for, they use it for big brother celebrity. They use mm. it for big brother all these years. It's the same house. Hmm. It's just re they redo it. They finally read it. They had a spiral staircase for all these years. And they finally redid that worried somebody hurt themselves. And now yeah. it's the first time I've seen people falling <laughs> on the regular stairs. Anyway, whatever. Let's talk some movies. Save. Martha! Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before the sun! Underoos! 
said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> I went to the theater. What? Yep. Boy, you are getting out. I know. Well, nobody was there. A few people were there, but nice four o'clock showing, I think, for Uncharted. I wanted to see the video game movie, notoriously terrible video game movies. How, we have we had a good video game movie yet? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can't think of one off the top of my head, but no. one of my favorite video game series is Uncharted. The first game was fine. The second game was incredible. And they just always at the top of the heap in graphics and game, fun gameplay and story and everything. Puzzling, adventuring, Indiana Jones style Good time. Highly recommend. Cannot recommend enough the Uncharted series of games. So they're yeah, gonna make. You, I was surprised by how positive your review was. With you, like, you didn't seem real hyped to I, to check yeah. it out. Well, I thought it would be terrible, and I'm in it. Trust me, I'm in the low percentage of people that thought this was good. Oh. Um, <laughs> I and I still wouldn't even say like it's a great movie. It hit me just right. Like it tons of things could have been better about it been in development for a decade you know i don't yeah, think i saw that... them say mark Wahlberg was originally supposed to be the younger yeah. character <laughs> yeah. it's been in, it's been developed for some yeah he originally was supposed to be nathan drake and ends up being sully but uh they it's tom holland plays nathan drake and the, by the time the story got around they are, were setting it up as a young nathan younger than the video games you know uh, kind of a prequel here to build up to hopefully become a franchise and had mixed reviews but they got there it made money and i foresee a sequel for sure like they'll 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 do it i don't think they pulled off everything but there was something about it that i enjoyed it was heavily cgi the one a big mistake they made you know how like i love the mission impossible movies and tom cruise doing all these things or even if you have a stunt man doing things it makes any movie that the goal is to make it look like they're doing these things at no point in this movie <laughs> does it look like anybody's doing anything like the whole scene you see in the preview which is straight out of the video game climbing the cargo hanging behind a plane is so cgi and unrealistic there's no worries of anybody getting hurt or anything so fail there but i thought it was had funny moments mark mark Wahlberg. like i said some people say he was terrible in this some people say he was good i thought he filled the position he plays good at being a dope like yes he was good enough he he was just like being the guy, the older of the two, tr- perfectly comfortable with uh, crossing the guy, only cared about the treasure, yada, yada. Had some good dopey lines. And, man, there is a line that I wrote down as one of my lines of the year. I want to see if anything beats this line from a movie. <laughs> we will see at the end of the year. But the uh, it was just 
a nice little adventuring thing. I don't even think the puzzles were great or anything, but something about it scratched the itch. If you like those video games, I can't say you will love it. I did yeah. say that to your brother. I, I messaged your brother and said, said, Jared, if you like the video games, you're going to love this. Like, it's not great. You know, I'm thinking it's not great, but it's, it is definitely take your kids. If they know these games, they're going to like it. I would think Cooper would like this. Yeah, he would like, probably like it. it. It's just like, it's a, it's totally fine. And the third act is, I loved the set piece. They, the, how, it doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't know why anybody is complaining about how much sense it makes, but the set piece of what they do for the final battle, like what they're fighting on and stuff is really neat and extremely uncharted. Mm-hmm. so i'm all about it i enjoyed it it was w- worth my eight bucks and i i was totally glad that i went and saw it on the big screen by um, the way because i just looked at a whole list of video game movies and they're all terrible yeah michael would say tron i would argue tron legacy is a pretty good movie and that's okay. the only one out of the I don't it's know, good soundtrack. Yeah. Really good soundtrack. But that's the only one out of all the video game movies I just looked through. And it was a lot. Tron like, I feel like, yeah. Oh, well my, yeah. When I left my, my thoughts were this superhero movies used to be terrible. Yeah. And they figured them out. Mm-hmm. They finally figured out superhero movies. Video game movies have always been terrible. And this was the first time I was like, oh, wait a minute. They haven't figured it out yet, but this is like early X-Men movies. Like they're mm. on the cusp of nailing it. Yeah. So, so, so this is blade. This is like, we're, we're, <laughs> we're getting, we're getting somewhere. They've got some traction and maybe in 10 years, they will have figured it out. Some Tom Hollands are always trying to ice skate uphill. That's right. I had similar. That's a quote from Blade, everyone. If you don't know your Blade <laughs> back to uh, back to front, um, I had a similar thought about a movie just dropped on HBO Max, Free Guy. Mm. I thought that's that's a movie. It's very video gamey. People who game would love it. I think kids are, are really gonna like it. It's it's a Ready Player One kind of feel. Yeah. You're in a video game world. I thought that's gonna be that's going to play on cable every weekend for years to come. Like, I, I think yeah. that's going to be big, but I think it just dropped. Am I the only one who's, who's watched that one? Uh, yes. I'm, I'm going to watch it probably this week. All right, we won't spoil that one then, but it, it's free guys. Definitely a fun, fun, uh, action sort of comedy. One last thing I was going to, I forgot this, a stunner. Go to the theater to watch uncharted. It's previews. The end of the previews, you know, we get the now we most movies now you get that I go and see anyway, you get the black screen with the white text, no photography. Silence your phone. You know. Ah uh, no, that's not what I've been getting. I've been getting no photography, hmm. audio recording. Okay. It's basically what it says. It just said that's what they're worried about is recording. The pirating. No bootleggers. Yeah. Yeah, basically the bootlegger message we want from the VHS tapes. This was the first time that after that message, we got another message that was 
I don't even know who it's from, whether it's Odyssey or it must be Odyssey, but it's the first time I've seen this message still reflecting, still saying something about recording and you can't, no cameras, no video cameras, but it says no light. I don't want it. It was basically like, we don't want any light from your cell phone. Oh, and this is your Hmm. only warning. Wow. And it said, if you, if someone complains about you, you're out of here. Oh, and, the power. Yeah. And it, it said, oh, yeah. And it said, you, this, this is your only warning. You'll be asked to leave and no refunds. Hmm. And I was like, Half what? The people in every theater I've ever gone to would be thrown out then. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um... I was like, oh, man. Now, I buckled up in for <laughs> no eating. But that's how they make all their money. I would, I would say I would, I would, no crinkling of your packaging. Yeah, I would say close your mouth when you chew. It's an Odyssey thing because Odyssey is a it's a local. It's yeah. not a chain. Well, there's like two. They own like three theaters, right? The group that has it. There's yeah, like there's one a, here and two in Wisconsin or something. Yeah. Um, but newsflash: if you don't know, listeners, uh, there are cameras in every theater. So they can see what you're doing in case you didn't know that. they right. When those lights go down, it doesn't mean you're free to do whatever you want. They do right. have cameras for that. Um, but Odyssey... They didn't catch me recording Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Odyssey, uh, they are... Uh, since they've opened as Odyssey, they bought out the old group, Regal or whatever, when it was that. Yeah. Um, they are much stricter on outside food and drink. Like they are on top. Oh of yeah, people. they don't. You can't do that. But but I don't I've want seen, any fish. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I want you them don't. to sell their own. <laughs> but I've seen. I want them other... to say, "You can get your popcorn on the way out." <laughs> I've seen <laughs> After other kick you out for theater photo <laughs> manage. You know, ownership like just let it go. I remember I in that same theater when it was owned by somebody oh, yeah. else. I remember every week we would go to the movie theater and I had a friend that would walk over to the Hills department store, buy the giant bag of popcorn that they sold and, and carry it in (laughs) for like, you know, because it was like $2. You got this huge popcorn, but I, I vividly remember that. And I know since Odyssey is, as you know, had ownership of this, of our thing. I've never tried anything that blatant, but if I got a pack of Twizzlers in my pocket, you're not getting it from me. Right. (laughs) I just thought that was a, an extreme message from them. Yeah. And I, and I was, I was like, wow, that is neat. Like I couldn't believe that they're discouraging anyone coming to the theater. (laughs) You know, it was just like, it's just like at this time, you think they'd be like, we know, I I would think the the message would be like, Chill out. If somebody yeah. wants to see what time it is, that's that's what time it is. You know, no, Take they're your like, shoes off. Put your they're up. like, they're like, uh, uh-uh. uh. You know what time it is? It's time for you to get the hell out of here if you turn your phone. <laughs> uh, oh. uh, well, one other movie. Uh, uh, I think Jordan and I both watched Kimmy on HBO. Kimmy. Steve, Steven Soderbergh quit being a director a decade ago. He said he retired. And has kept kept making movies the whole time. What'd you think of it? I liked it. It's the best movie I've seen so far in 2022. Wow. It's the first one on my list. Uh, right. No, I thought it's that it's it's very rear window. I thought it had a very blowout sort of feel as well. Yeah, the, blowout the, uh, is what I thought of. Yeah. I called it ear window. 
ear window. Ear window. She hears something she thinks is a crime. Right. But it had a, it was a very pandemic sort of, you know, she's stuck in her house, you know, working from working remotely from home. So it was very of the moment technology, paranoia. Like, yeah, it's yeah, not very of right now. I thought the choice, this is the first movie I've seen where anybody paid attention to the fact that it's during COVID and people are wearing masks. Yeah. You know, whenever you leave the house, the people are out there are wearing masks. And that is definitely a part of the movie. And it's the perfect movie, like you said, to do it with because this technology will look stupid in a few years anyway. So you might as well tie it to this moment in time. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Zoe Kravitz. Pretty much a solo, like <laughs> most of the movie is just her in a room. But yeah, yeah, I thought that it, it escalated well enough. I thought a good, good kind of action chase scenes at the end, like yeah, nice and short too. Yeah. So uh, yeah, one too bad. Uh, I had one recommendation for a documentary, oh. just nominated for an Oscar, Summer of Soul. Mm. Or when the revolution could not be televised is the full name. So this is uh, Questlove from the Roots, who uh, is his first time being a director. It's on Hulu, I think. It might be streaming a couple different places, but they played it on ABC one night last week, just yeah. as a primetime network thing. I'm like, all right, that that's cool. I'll record that. So. Um, this was the Harlem Cultural Festival in the summer of 1969, so the exact same summer as Woodstock, which you know Woodstock Got has taken hype. on mythic proportions. Woodstock is a historical moment that you know it's a cultural touchstone, and this was completely forgotten. Questlove is renowned for his musical knowledge. His vinyl collection takes up rooms like he knows music backwards and forwards, and he had never heard of this. He, he, there are people who don't believe it even existed, but over 300,000 people attended it over six weeks. So it was like a summer concert series where they did this weekend was jazz, this weekend was gospel, this weekend was so like they spread it out over the whole summer and free admission in this big park in Harlem. I said over, over the course of a summer, over 300,000 people attended. They filmed it with the intentions of broadcasting it somewhere. And the film for 1969, the film is excellent. And they yeah. said they used the original audio as well. They didn't have to tinker with the audio at all. So they really took care to record this. They had crane shots. They had up close shots, crowd shots. They had everything covered and they couldn't sell it. Nobody wanted it. So it sat in a basement for 50 years. So, yeah, yeah, I watched no. uh, the first few minutes of it um, just to get a little taste because I, re- I was running out of time and uh, the other day. And, yeah, that first that opening no- number with like uh, Stevie Wonder playing the drums and yeah. singing. It was yeah. great. I was like and then showing the, the crowd shots of all the people, people up in the t- climbing trees and up in the trees to watch. And <laughs> it was amazing. That's something yeah, I never so- heard of. Mm-hmm. And you know Woodstock has a very famous film, so that you know this could have been that, but it's not just a concert film. He inter- interweaves the history of the time, you know, the, as this as the moon landing happens during this. The there's twenty some Black Panthers are on trial. Allegedly, 
oh yeah. So uh, like, there's a lot politically going on in America at that time, of course. But here, in the midst of all this, is this very peaceful, positive, good vibes, inspirational kind of celebration going on, and it was forgotten. So take that as you will. But yeah, so never, be never before seen footage: Stevie Wonder, Nina Simone, BB King, The Fifth Dimension. Mavis Staples, the Staples Singers, Mahalia Jackson, Gladys Knight, Sly and the Family Stone. So, yeah, just, you know, the heavyweights of Black culture at that time. So this, to me, it was like, I, I teared up at points. Like, it was so, it was so powerful. And then to hear, like, they would have people, they were interviewing people who attended the festival. And you could see them watching footage from it and just, their eyes going like they hadn't seen this in 50 years and just yeah. they, it all coming back to them. And they talked to some of the surviving performers. You know, they talked to Gladys Knight and some of these folks and just talking about what it meant to them to perform on that stage. You know, like, so yeah, it, it hits really powerfully. And it just, again, it's just another reminder of what racism can be in that. It's not, it's not always malicious. It's not always, there was no, cigar chomping white guy like no one will ever see this footage i'll bury it see like that was this is not malicious racism this is the racism of the decision makers who say what's significant and what's not who prioritize you know is this meaningful is this important and if it's not to you then it just gets shuffled off to the side so you know just ignoring other people's culture and history that you don't care about and that was that's a perfect example of this and this footage it's just an expression of pure joy and black pride and community and it like i've I, I saw an interview with quest i'm talking about like this could have inspired people for generations like you know i'm sure there's people who've seen footage of woodstock and want to learn to play guitar <clears throat> Yeah. Or thought, oh, peace and love. We could, you know, Woodstock has meant something to people who have, were never even born when it happened. And, you know, the, the, this could have done that for lots of little kids, lots of people. And it just, it, it was not allowed to. So it's, I'm glad it exists. It's, it's a really powerful expression of art. And I, I just thought it was excellent. Yeah, that is a does make you think of like an alternate reality of just something as simple as that. Some, some guy, he may not have been chomping a cigar, but he definitely was uh, dismissive of something. They didn't get, yeah, just, give a they, took it, they took it to the studios and no one, nah, there won't be an audience for this. So it right. just sort of frittered away. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. Probably would have been huge. Yeah. Ah, I think we did it. All right, that's lots of stuff worth watching and checking out. And there'll always be more, I hope. <laughs> oh, man, there's content we'll, with a capital C going we'll, on. We'll get this content. <laughs> we'll, we'll track it down. We'll pin it to We'll the watch it all, and then you pick what's not a good to you. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We will catch you later. My name's Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye, Trevor. 
Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share. <laughs>